that's right ladies and gentlemen it is commissioner cooper sorry the internet was lagging there or on this end um hope everyone's having a great night feeling all right it's friday night it's week 11 we got a lot of stuff to get to or week 10 i don't even know what the hell week it is it's deep we're deep in the weeks and we we got a lot to get to go over let's get it It's time for TSS Fantasy. Being a football player, you don't have to take a shower to go to work. There it is. That is a great thing indeed. Let's welcome in guys to the studio. Justin Hayes on my end. So I was like, um, can he can everyone hear me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is uh, once again TSS Fantasy. We are sponsored by any other server than Spectrum. Enter the promo code Fuck Spectrum, <laughs> <laughs> and you will get a discount of much better internet with any other service provider. <laughs> yes, Spectrum still sucks, believe it or not. What? Well, we believe it. We believe it. <laughs> Look at all of our latest and greatest rankings on there. Um, a fully update, except for Justin. I think he's just waiting for maybe after Sunday to put his up. Um, also, don't forget, go, go <laughs> fantasy, use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit, the Promo, I think, has ended, unfortunately, for the 500. So we're still now we're back to the 100. So we'll double that deposit up to $100. Use the promo code TSS there. Jazz Sportsbook as well. Lots of great promos. Check them out as well. Use the promo code TSS. And also, if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion, look no further than Pro Am Belts. All right. Well, we got a. Uh, fantasy, or excuse me, fantasy, got an injury expert in the house waiting to get called in. Let's bring in Brian. Um, let's get the injury report in. Whoa, 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 whoa. You, you could have you said injury and fantasy expert. You could have you couldn't have a hold back there. That's true. That's true. I could have just let that. Maybe that was, uh, yeah, it was a little bit of slip on my end. My my bad. Hey, you know, you're right though. It's, it's got the ex fantasy expert also in the house. Welcome. I'm, in, I'm holding Brian. my own in these leagues. I'm holding my own. You're welcome in, my friend. All right. Well, let us know. I know we got some uh, guys that are either got some guys might be starting, might be coming back. Got some guys possibly sitting. 
let us know what's going on on the injury list, my friend. Yeah, so I've got a I've got a quite the lengthy little list here. Um, I'll try and go through it smoothly and quickly, but yet detailed enough that we know what's going on. So I'm going to skip some of the obvious stuff like Daniel Jones injury and Cam Akers injuries. We know they're not coming back this year, unfortunately for their teams. But let's look at the running back position. Now, Damian Pierce, um, he's out. He's officially listed as out for this week uh, with an ankle injury. He was not available last weekend, but the team downplayed the injury and made it sound like they were kind of giving him a rest and it was more of a precautionary thing. And then all of a sudden, boom, he doesn't make it on the practice field this week. And now he's officially out again. So two weeks in a row here with some type of ankle injury. Um, more questionable, and I don't know what where this kind of is, but it, Gus Edwards played last week, was effective, and then had some type of toe injury that they're reporting. Missed practice a couple days ago. Uh, not sure if that was a precautionary thing as well, or if it was because of the injury. Uh, I expect that we'll see him again. I'm not even sure what his official designation is, uh, but something to keep an eye on there could affect his availability, might lead to reduced uh, play. Um, James Conner, he is coming off of IR and has officially been entered into that 21-day window. Now, they, the 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 um, Cardinals have also made some additional roster moves where they released one of their running backs, and they are also without uh, Mari DeMicardo with uh, some type of, I think, calf injury or something. So it looks like Conner is going to be available, and mostly because of necessity, uh, but he is coming off IR and should be available to go with some type of knee issue that he was on IR for. So we'll see, but um, he did return to practice this week. Uh, Montgomery. Now this is a big one. I've been getting a lot of questions about. He was a full go in Wednesday's practice coming off this week nine bye. So it sounds like he's going to be back in action and probably resume the number one role there. Um, despite the fact that Gibbs had some pretty good um, performances in his absence. Um, Kenneth Walker dealing with some type of chest injury, uh, mispracticed on Wednesday, did get some practice time in yesterday and today. He should be available for this weekend. He's played through a lot of injuries and hasn't missed much time, so I don't see that. He's still carrying that designation into the weekend, uh, but the fact that he got a full practice in is actually a good sign, so he should be available. Just found this one out. I didn't realize Kendra Miller uh, was dealing with some type of angle injury, and he's been officially listed as out for this weekend. And so that's the running backs. Uh, I got a longer list of wide receivers. Uh, Josh Downs, um, officially listed as questionable with some type of knee injury, uh, but he missed practice all week. So I'm not quite sure how you do that and still get listed as questionable. Perhaps it was a precautionary thing, but I didn't see them do any additional imaging studies or nothing. So sounds like it could be 50-50, literally. Uh, Robert Woods is dealing with some type of foot issue. He's been dealing with it for a while. He didn't practice on Wednesday. He was seen at practice on Thursday. Uh, he had a bye week to rest. I thought he would have been back by now. Not sure what he was able to do today. It sounds like he's going to be, I think, carry a questionable tag. Uh, could be another 50-50 game time decision. We'll have to see. Um, Nico Collins, unfortunately, I have him on my team and he's been doing very well. He's going to be out. Uh, Problem is, it's it's uh, I think a hamstring injury, if I'm not mistaken, and or I'm sorry, he's got a calf injury. Uh, he was limited in practice on Wednesday, and then was a no go Thursday, Friday. So he he might have tried to come back and pull a Joe Burrow, and found that it was not going to work, and shut it down. Uh, so we don't see him this weekend. We'll have to see what happens next week as he comes back. Speaking of back, Jamar Chase was dealing with some type of back injury. It doesn't sound like it's serious. He had an MRI right away. 
which showed some contusing or bruising. And he's been quoted as saying uh, it's not going to affect his availability this weekend. He will be in there, which is good because T. Higgins is going to be out with a hamstring injury as he didn't practice all week. And actually, I'm sorry, he got injured in practice this week on Wednesday and then missed yesterday and today. And he's officially been listed as out. Curtis Samuels dealing with some type of toe injury. He missed week nine um, after he didn't practice all of last week. He did return for a limited practice this week, um, but uh, it, it sounds like he's going to be available. Uh, he got a limited practice in yesterday, I think, and then another limited practice today, but they're saying that they expect him to play or at least be available. Um, one guy I didn't get an update on today, maybe you guys have heard with Jackson Smith Jigba dealing with some type of hip issue. Uh, did not participate in practice on Wednesday. Uh, could have just been a scheduled rest day. If he was able to get in a practice session yesterday, today, I think he'll be available. Didn't sound like it was anything serious. Um, Zay Jones has officially been listed as out. Uh, that's with some type of uh, knee issue that he's been dealing with. And he already had a setback earlier in the year with this knee. So I'm not quite sure what's going on with that. This could spell trouble going forward for the rest of the season. We'll have to keep a close eye. Just, uh, Justin Jefferson has officially been entered into the 21-day window. Uh, he's not probably going to play this weekend. It sounds like he is gearing up to be ready in a few weeks because he wants to be as close to 100% as he can be before he comes back. So we'll have to see how he does uh, ramping up his activity next week in practice. He didn't get a full day of practice in this week yet, so and I don't think he was planning on playing regardless, but he is officially in the 21-day window from IR, so that's good news. Uh, Traylon Burks um, was dealing with a concussion, and as of Tuesday, um, it appeared that he would not be available this weekend. I don't know if that changed over the last couple of days. Maybe you guys have heard, but he had a pretty nasty-looking injury last week, um, and it was diagnosed with concussion. So um, he's probably—I don't know if he made it out of concussion protocol. Uh, Debo Samuel should be back. He has officially um, been stated that he's uh, available, um, and that was kind of the plan all along. I think we talked about this on this show where it was it would be wise to wait until after that week nine by. And here we are. Lo and behold, he should be playing. Um, Christian Watson was dealing with some type of back and chest injury, but then lo and behold, apparently they're also evaluating him for a concussion, which he cleared protocol earlier this week and returned to a full practice. Didn't sound like this was going to keep him out. He should be available. Uh, Drake has officially been taken off of the injury report this week with this groin injury that caused him to miss last week. So he should be a full go. And then at the tight end position, TJ Hawkinson has been dealing with some rib injury, uh, but was a limited participant practice this week, but has been quoted as saying that he will be available this weekend to play. And um, I don't have anybody else at the quarterback position. We know Daniel Jones got injured. We know that Justin Fields didn't play last night. Um, not much uh, changes there. And Stafford dealing with this thumb. Uh, haven't gotten any updates. Um, this is concerning, though, because uh, this is a thumb that he injured and had couple years ago and he didn't have a reconstructive surgery he just had a cleanup quote quote so whether or not that ligament's even more damaged now it's hard to say um just to give you an update jsn um it did say he did um log in a full participant in practice and actually has been removed from the injury report um and that there you one, go. So just give you and cool. give me yep. an update. I was Googling while you were talking there. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what I kind of, kind of thought it wasn't serious, so that makes sense. Yeah, and a, a decent matchup at that, so uh, yeah. not a bad play for that one. All right, Brian, we'll let everybody know where you can follow, subscribe, get all your great stuff. We'll obviously see you on, on Sunday morning yes. um, right here on the Fantasy Sports Corp, but where else can we find you in the interim? 
Yep. So uh, you'll find me on Twitter, as you can see below, at InjuredListPod, on the website, theinjuredlist.com, where Andrew LaDuke and I from Fantasy Sports Corps do our Inside the Medical Tent each week, where you get additional uh, dirt on all the injuries, as well as some fantasy uh, roster strategies to use uh, to manage your injuries on your roster. So check that out. Small fee. You can sign up and cancel at any time. Worth your um, money because you'll get the edge that nobody else has. And um, yeah, um, I'll be putting out a new podcast episode in a couple of weeks. Did a great interview tonight with a former NFL Pro Bowl kicker, which will be cool to hear. So that one should be ready in a couple of weeks. Just put out one earlier this week with a former collegiate lineman. And I've got a couple more in the wind. So stay tuned for those. Nice. Make sure you follow, subscribe, get all of Brian's great content. Um, get you that extra edge you need for this championship run that we're coming down the stretch on. So, Brian, we appreciate you. And again, my friend, we'll see you on Sunday morning or bright and early. Sounds good. All right, well, let's get ready. It's time for the breakdown. Freddie's out on the dance floor somewhere doing that same move, I bet. Still still got the same move. In his Since the 1980s, he's been doing that move. <laughs> Clear the floor, Christine. It's time for me to bring it on down. Bring it on oh, down, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about last night for a minute. I mean, listen, if there was ever a time, I love the game of football. There was, I mean, I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't be playing fantasy football if I didn't love the sport. But damn, if last night I was like, please, Eddie Pinheiro, please miss this. Don't hit that last minute. Let's not, I don't want to see any more of this atrocity that was going on last night. Panthers at Bears, 16-13. I mean, this is the stat line. Carolina, Bryce Young. 185. I mean, and 18 yards. And I mean, didn't even give you the rushing yards. I mean, Chuba Hubbard, 23 yards. There was that's their leading rusher. I mean, it's it's awful. I don't even I don't even want to go over the rest. Um, on the bear side, what do we got? Yeah, it's see, I mean, Deonta Foreman. There we go. There's a, a fantasy relevant person, 80 yards, a touchdown last night, and he's had two receptions. For 12 yards. So somebody had some fantasy relevance and PPR. You could say uh, DJ Moore, five receptions, 58 yards. Cole Komet, five receptions, 45 yards. Um, even Roshan Johnson had four receptions last night, even though they amounted to 14 yards. Uh, but that's that's it. Like, I mean, this is all the fantasy stuff we got out here. I mean, the kickers had a great night. Defenses were OK. I mean, what do you what do you think, Justin? Anything you got out of this game? Uh, Yeah. You know what I got out of this game? Uh, two hours in a movie theater. That's what I got out of this game. <laughs> I, w- I went to go see the Marvels last night. It was an all right movie. I, I didn't think it was the greatest one that Marvel's come up with in a, in a long time. Um, if you're asking me my analysis of this game, after I, I watched a little bit of it, and I was kind of on the same boat as you, I was thinking like, man, Eddie Pinheiro, he's not known for kicking 50-plus yards. Just end this. Just end it. Um, but, yeah, after after watching that fourth quarter, I was just kind of like, gosh, golly. Talking about some bad offenses. 
they made these bad defenses actually look good. Um, yeah, you just you just kind of look at these types of games and you're like, well, at least they're reserved to one night, you know. <laughs> at least they're just. If we could have Wednesday night football, this would be like the the D League of football. So it'd be this would be a perfect Wednesday night slot for football. This is the games you send over to Germany, in my estimation. But regardless, my my thing we're, is, we're trying to build a good repertoire. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I guess my 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 point is is like you know, as you said, there is the get the beer game, as you described it. This is kind of where this game should be. Somewhere in the one o'clock bracket where it's like we're not really paying attention because there's so many other good games on. Certainly not on a Thursday night. Boy, that was just atrocious. All right, well, let's talk about this Sunday. Some good football coming up, hopefully. Um, talking about Germany again. We got the Colts at the Patriots. Um, Colts, they're 18th against fantasy QBs, 20th against running backs, 17th against receivers, and 20th versus tight ends. On the Patriots side, they're 16th against QBs, 28th versus running backs, 26th against receivers, and 8th versus tight ends. Give me some uh, guys you like, don't like in this one. Uh, I am really high on Michael Pittman this week. Mm -hmm. uh, I like that my that Josh Downs is going to be out. I think it, it – Doc said it was uh, – Brian said it was 50-50, but I'm, I'm looking at it like uh, it's it's really not 50-50. If you don't play – if you don't – practice the entire week not even in a limited fashion that usually means ah, you're gonna be sitting on the sideline and i don't blame them it's a rookie stud receiver that they have and they just came across and i think like third fourth round i'd keep them on the bench to try and keep them healthy for the long run um quarterbacks golly if you're if you're miserable and you really like to be in pain, play Gardner Minshew or Mac Jones because Jesus. Well, uh, if I had to choose between one of them, I probably would go with with Mac Jones just because he has to do a little bit more. But you know, then again, you look at it and you go, he's doing a little bit more with a little bit less. Like there's less on the other side. Um, Jonathan Taylor, I know. The Patriots have been really good against rushing or against running backs. I think that Jonathan Taylor is just one of those guys that can crack the code every time he's on the field. He's healthy. He's extremely like uh, he's. I mean, he's been getting all these touches and he's just getting the uptick going and going and going. Zach Moss is slowly fading out of this offense. And you're really getting to see it. I mean, last week they didn't really use him too much, but when they used him, that 40-yard touchdown, come on now. Come on. That was a great catch. And he took it straight to the house. Gotta love that. Um, and then on the Patriots side, I guess you say Ramondre, and you kind of hope that uh Jordan's boy Hunter Henry pulls something through. But uh am I going with uh Miss Schuster? No. Am I going to Mario Douglas? Possibly. Possibly. I like his talent, but he's still really, in the grand scheme of things, hasn't proven anything. So it's kind of hard. You know, you're kind of just going, throwing him in the flex and saying, hey, I hope you do something, but no high hopes at this point. That's well, kind of weird. As we alluded to uh, last couple weeks, I mean, he's their best offensive threat. You can see that on – well, I take that back. Ramondre really is our best offensive threat. Um, so if they can get that running game going, that's obviously 
um, going to behoove them. But, um, yeah, he's been, um, you know, he's got the juice to Mario Douglas anyway, getting on to that. Brad, bro, I'm sorry. I feel so bad. We did. I didn't know you were here. It was like, you know, I didn't want to trash your team or talk so bad about your team if I knew you were here. We were talking about how exciting last night was and how you all you barely pulled off a victory um, from the last minute grass from the Panthers. So what a great game last night. Good job by your Bears. Great victory, my friend. I mean, I just follow it. You're such a nice guy. I just feel bad even talking about your team while you're while you're here. So there we go. That was my good yeah. analysis. Brad's a friend of the show, but he's also a realistic fan. He knows Chicago sucks. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's too nice. All right, let's go. Browns at Ravens. Boy, oh boy. I mean, it used to be Brown Steelers. This is almost like gives me that Brown Steelers feel right here. Um, Browns, boy, look at this defense, second against QBs, fifth against running backs, fourth against receivers, they're numero uno against tight ends, Ravens, number one against quarterbacks, 10th against running backs, second against receivers, and fourth against tight ends. Wow, it's going to be a tough one, my friend. What do you think, though, guys you like and don't like? Oh, man, it's going to be a really tough game. And then, you know, with Brian coming in saying both the running backs on the Ravens side are injured. I mean, all I got to say is what else is new? But at the same time, that's been the one thing that's been good against the Browns defense is the uh, the other side's ability to run the ball. I mean, who they got left? Justice Hill? Well, I mean, I guess they got Lamar Jackson, but, you know. And Lamar Jackson, to me, he's always been kind of one of those guys that's hit or miss when it comes to the Browns. It's like the Browns kind of have his number just a little bit. Um, you know, he's he's never, even if he doesn't make mistakes, he never flashes when it comes to the Browns, if you know what I mean. Like, the Browns always seem to know how to wrap him up. This has got dogfight written all over it. This is actually one of the games that I'm going to say, if you have a kicker in this game, 100% play him. Because this is the game that I think we've said it a couple times before, those games where it's 19 to 16, like where you're scoring, where your kicker is kicking field goals all day long. That's the kind of feel that this game gives me. Um, you're always going to try and start your studs. That's the Mark Andrews, the Lamar Jacksons. Uh, I even say Deshaun Watson, if you're in a pinch, I would say is an actual stud for you to start. Uh, on the other side, you know, for – the Browns running backs, I would go Jerome Ford. I think he's going to get a bigger piece of this offense. Kareem Hunt is a spotty flex play if you need it. Um, Amari Cooper, I like him a lot better with Deshaun Watson in there. I'm not trusting Njoku in this matchup. I think the Ravens are one of, if not the best team against tight ends. And then on the other side, like I said, Mark Andrews. Whoever's at running back. I would give it a start because the Ravens are just so prolific with the run game. And then receiving-wise, I think it's got to be Zay Flowers. And at you know, if you really have to go deep dive on it, Odell Beckham Jr. didn't have a bad game last week. Oh, that's really deep diving, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he scored 14 points. We haven't seen that in a while, but he did. Dumpster diving. All right. I mean, seriously. I mean, all right. Well, listen, I mean, the Browns D is tough. Um, you know, I wouldn't honestly like if I could get away from this ball game, as you indicated, other than a kicker. I mean, I'm not really trusting anybody, honestly, like Deshaun Watson, even Ravens number one against fantasy QBs. I mean, that offense hasn't been all that great this year. So just a game I would stay away from. 
um, because these defenses are so good. Um, I'll be interested to see. I haven't looked at weather report, but man, it'd be cool if it was like raining or, or snowing or something for this one. That would be the kind of feel it gives it gives you. Um, well, let's stick in the AFC North, the Packers at the Steelers. Um, Packers against fantasy QBs are fifth, against running backs are 22nd, against receivers are seventh, against tight ends, they're 11th. Um, Steelers against QBs are ninth, 26 against running backs. 28th against receivers and third against tight ends. By the way, you mentioned Deshaun and um, I forgot what the hell we even talked about the earlier matchup. Oh, Mac Jones and Gardner Minshew um, talking about being a pinch this week. Don't forget, you no know Jalen Hurts, no Pat Mahomes, no Tua, and no Matt Stafford. So people might be in a pinch this week. So be looking for some of these uh, uh, quarterbacks. And speaking of, uh, Jordan Love might actually be a decent um spot play for you this week but what do you think my friend give me some guys you like and don't like uh, you want to talk about parallels they play in the same region and the same divisional region right the north they're on opposing conferences their quarterbacks have major question marks their running backs look older than shit the guys underneath them look better at running back position the receivers are either a rookie or a veteran that doesn't really seem like a veteran. No, nah, actually, I can't put that on Christian Watson and Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson looks like a vet. But I'm just saying, there are so many parallels to these two teams. And it's kind of funny that they're coming together here because I think this game is going to be a – it's either going to be a shit show and it's going to be a field goal fest or we're going to be surprised and Kenny Pickett and Jordan Love are going to set the world on fire because both these defenses, very vulnerable, and both these offenses have weapons, but it all depends on who the quarterback is that day, right? Jordan Love looked really good early on. He looked good last week against the Rams, albeit it was the Rams. They didn't really have an offense to compete, and they were on defense most of the time. And the Steelers, same thing. Steelers can look phenomenal when they get the run game going the problem is is that they really haven't gotten it going too much this year i mean most of their yardage is from the running backs actually come from the receiving side because jalen warren is so good so i look at this game as i want a number of guys i don't want either of the quarterbacks because i just can't trust either of the quarterbacks um i'll take aaron jones because he's officially off the injury report, which means it's a good thing. He's logged to practice. He's good to go. I'll take uh, Jalen Warren as my pinch flex start because he just always seems to come up with at least 50-plus yards and five catches. Love that out of him. I'll take um, Deontay Johnson for the volume play, and I'll take uh, – who's that other guy? George Pickens. No, not George Pickens. Uh, I was thinking about uh, Packers. Oh, not Watson. Watson. Um, Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs. Yeah, I'll take Romeo Dubs because he's going to be the volume play over there too. I don't think this is going to be a big play thing. I think Jair Alexander is going to have a uh, George Pickens on lockdown. One thing George Pickens still does not do very well is separate from his corner. He just goes up for contested catches. I don't like that against a really good man corner like Jair Alexander. And I want no part of the tight ends. I don't care who if Friar Muth is back. I don't care if Luke Musgrave caught a touchdown last week. 
No, <laughs> that is too deep of a dive for me. <laughs> both of them, not only inconsistent, but both these guys are good against defending um, the tight end. So um, I actually think George Pickens might get a little right in this one, only because, as you alluded to, he's only predicated, really, his days are predicated getting that deep ball. And, you know, I he was kind of shut down last week, you know, and he's one of those guys that I, you know, we talked about like Tennessee, for example, when we talk about how like they're one of those teams that just all of a sudden out of nowhere, they have a good game for some reason. Something was kind of, as I was looking at this game, I was like, something's telling me George Pickens might have a decent day, but what the hell do I know? Um, just hey, hey, some- plug of the week right here. Cooper had uh tank Dell last week. He's been he's been on to something. When he's putting his stamp on somebody, you might want to just take it to the fucking uh, cashier, write that check. It's, <laughs> it's doing some good stuff right now. I just wanted to shout you out because you did have that Tank Dell uh, well, finish last I, week. Thank you. I forgot all about it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Too many edibles. All right, let's go. 49ers at the Jaguars. Um, this is a really good matchup, Justin. I mean, I, you got to be excited for this. I mean, it's, this is a good test for your team. Um, 49ers against QBs are six running backs, ninth receivers, 27th. Oof. Tight ends are uh, second in the league. Um, that's such an anomaly, though. How could he be six against QBs and 27th against receivers? I don't even understand. Q, uh, Jaguars, 21st uh, against QBs. They're second against running backs. 23rd against receivers and 23rd against tight ends. What say you on this one? Give me some guys you like and don't like. Man, it's going to be tough. I think that they're going to really try and get Debo involved in this game. I think this is going to be a huge Debo game. Um, you know, that doesn't necessarily say that Ayuk's going to have a bad game. I just, you know, and, and here's the thing. Ayuk's had his best games this year with Debo in the lineup. So doesn't take away anything from it. Christian McCaffrey, obvious start. George Kittle with the short week, obvious start. Um, or with you know the bye weeks, obvious start. And then um, you know, I'm gonna go with Brock Purdy is going to have a game. I think that they're gonna go out there, they're gonna put him in great situations, and this team is just gonna go out there and let him ball and do what he does best, and that's timing throws. They're gonna have all their weapons back. It's going to be hopefully, and this is me being the hopeful fan here. I think it's hopefully going to be a beat down of the Jaguars. On the other side, I have to be realistic. The Jaguars are a really good team. Trevor Lawrence, though, has been an anomaly in on himself. I mean, he's been good, but it just doesn't seem like he's been great. Um, I, maybe that's because I'm looking at it through the fantasy lens, but it just doesn't seem like he's been putting up the numbers that we all drafted him for. Um, Calvin Ridley, I hate to say it, but if this was, if there was ever a game for Calvin Ridley to show up and torture somebody, it would be this freaking game. And that's because he's shown up in like two, three games this entire season. Like literally, like he's shown up in two or three games this entire season. I don't think he's gotten off the bus in the other six or four or whatever the hell, however many games Jacksonville's had. But um, I think this is going to be a Calvin Ridley game. I'm booking it in. Uh, Christian Kirk, I'm going with him to have his normal six to seven catch game, whatever yards and a touchdown attached to it. 
Evan Ingram, I'm Xing him out this game. I don't think that the linebackers are not going to let him uh get by. And then uh Travis Etienne, 49ers have not been good against the run this year. I think he's gonna have a good game as well. It's gonna be a really, really tough game. And I think there's your answer, by the way, when you had said, you know, about Trevor Lawrence and all that. I mean, he actually has been playing great NFL QB wise. Not great for fantasy because Travis Etienne has been putting it in the end zone so much. Um, what a great year for him. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I, I was a little conflicted uh, because, you know, I had really watching the 49ers earlier this year. You know, everyone was like, and I was even looking at Purdy like he was just untouchable. But they a lot of chinks in that armor over the last couple weeks. So, um, and Josh Allen on the defensive side for the Jaguars um, has been pretty decent this year. So um, I don't know. This is going to be an interesting game, um, but I definitely like the, um, um, you know, you obviously you're going to go with the running backs on both sides, but I, the, what did I wanted to get around to was I really agree with you on the Calvin Ridley thing. I in fact have him in my ultimate DFS lineup this week uh, because he comes in at such a good value also, and like you said, it's the up and down helter skelter, almost that George Pickens feel. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's like it, it's like at some point he's due. They're they, you know, 49ers struggled against receivers. Kind of feel like this is that right game uh, for Calvin Ridley, too. So I'm totally with you on that one as well. Well, I got a great surprise for everyone. Unfortunately, some of our fantasy friends, they've been doing like bye weeks. So unfortunately, we have no Chuck Bass tonight. Um, had to take a his bye week this week. But guess who's back? Back again. The judge is back. And we got fantasy court tonight on deck for Travis Kelsey. See you in a bit. And yes, I already know YouTube. I'm going to get dinged all day for this, but you know what? It was worth it. Here we go. What you are about to witness is real. Hi, I'm this court is now in court. session. You may be seated. Welcome back to the Fantasy Court. It's been a few weeks, and I know that you guys have been missing your judge, but I am back, baby, and I am ready to lay down the law. And while you guys may have missed me, one person who hasn't been missing me is the guy I'm calling to the stand today, one Travis Kelsey, tight end extraordinaire of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mr. Kelsey, we are bringing you before the stand today and charging you with gross negligence stemming from your absolute no-show this past weekend. Mr. Kelsey, we realize you're a busy man with your newfound fame of being Taylor Swift's next breakup album, as well as having your own big brother, Jason Kelsey, named as the sexiest man alive over yourself. We know that was a blow to your ego, but we still need you to perform. This past weekend, Mr. Kelsey, you failed to score five fantasy points. This hasn't happened since all the way back in 2018 when Taylor Swift's newest album was the Reputation album. And I gotta tell you, speaking of reputations, you're slowly but surely ruining yours, sir. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. While 
Most tight ends can get by with five fantasy points a week. Most tight ends don't have first-round draft capital invested in them, and you are letting your fantasy managers down with this shit show of a performance. Mr. Kelsey, you will have a bye week this week to get your act together, and this court is hopeful that this slap on the wrist will be a lesson to you. We are putting you on monitored probation for the rest of the season and hope that you and your lover can turn it around. This court is adjourned. I am the law. What are you, gay? Oh my god. Oh, yeah. <laughs> welcome back, Judge. We appreciate you. And yes, welcome, copyright laws. We don't appreciate you. All right. <laughs> it's okay. It's only one video. We won't be monetized. While we're at it, fuck you, YouTube. Fuck you. <laughs> Deuces, motherfuckers. All right, let's go. Saints at Vikings. Uh, against the fantasy QBs, the Saints, they're 13th against quarterbacks, 8th against running backs, 11th versus receivers, and 16th versus tight ends. Vikings, 22nd against QBs, 2nd against running, or excuse me, 7th against running backs, 24th against receivers, and 17th against tight ends. This one's going to be interesting with Dobbs um, there, you know, just to see how the Saints adjust to how well he did last boot last week. But what do you think? What are some guys you like and don't like in this one? Uh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm big on uh Derek Carr again this week. I think that Derek Carr is he is your bread and butter as far as get a quarterback position. He has just been Mr. Consistency. Nobody really thought of him that way, but I'll tell you what, man, you look at all of his stats, he's just laying it down the consistent 20 to 25 points a week in one of those heavy leagues. He's been good. Um, I like this week Olave, Mr. Olave. I think that they're starting to really work him back into this lineup. They're really starting to maybe hopefully get that connection going. They had it last week. So hopefully him and Carr stay on the same page. Uh, another one, I like Jawan Johnson this week. I think that this is another guy I was expecting to go completely off when I heard Derek Carr was going to be – in New Orleans because I was just like, this is a big play tight end who likes to play deep receiver. Like that was what Jawan Johnson was good at last year. So I think that this is another good week to start Jawan Johnson if you got him possibly in relief of Travis Kelsey or Dallas Goddard. Um, and then Minnesota. Let's go over to the Minnesota side. Joshua Dobbs, the big question Man, I really want to say start him, but this New Orleans defense has kind of been nasty. So, you know, the big easy ain't so easy against quarterbacks. I think that you're going to kind of run into a brick wall here if you put Joshua Dobbs in. But who knows? He's done it before. He's done it in short spurts before. So I could be eating crow next week. Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to start. Jordan Addison and Trap or uh, TJ Hawkinson. Oh, and then I didn't say on the other side, Kamara is an obvious one. Start Kamara for sure. Uh, one last guy I want to put out there, Rashid 
Shahid baby, always giving this guy a chance. As long as he gets one shot, he can take it 90 yards for a touchdown and show out. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot the Wonder Kid. Why did I forget the Wonder Kid? Hasem Hill. Mm. That's always worth a start. I mean, he's start. We were talking about on the waiver show. He's really just starting to show consistency. That best ball pick's looking pretty good, Coop. Every week, every week, popping them, popping up in my lineup all of a sudden. Yeah. So um, I agree. I like um, I, I don't like the Viking side, if I'm being honest. I think that Saints D uh, a little rough and tough, to be honest with you. So um, they're going to struggle. I think this uh, Vikings offense, I think last week it was a little bit of, um, you know, not preparing for Dobbs. All of a sudden, here's this QB in and. He got hot and uh, got on a roll, and uh, that's that's what I kind of think will happen. I think the Saints deep bounce back this week from that, though, so um, we shall see. All right, well, let's move on. Texans at the Bengals. Um, Texans against fantasy QBs are 15th against running backs, 23rd. Receivers, they are third, and tight ends, they are eighth. The Bengals, 19th against fantasy QBs, 16th versus running backs, 15th versus receivers and 29th versus tight ends. This is a really interesting damn game right here for sure. What do you think? Guys you like and don't like. So originally I was just going to say Stroud, but now that we know Nico Collins is out and on the other side, T Higgins is out. It almost evens up the playing field and it's crazy. I have this issue in a one QB league right now. Who do I play Stroud or Burrow? So that's going to be a question I have for you, Coop. Who do you play in this one? Because you, if you have either one of them, most of the time you're going to play either one. But when you have both of them, you got a real dilemma. I'm going to – I wow, I can't even say this, but I would actually – I would go I would go Stroud, honestly. And, I, and the only reason why um, is you got this T. Higgins issue popping up. So you don't have – and then you have Jamar Chase who's – he was there and healthy because he's playing, but obviously um, having some issues with the chest, whatever it was, uh, but it was something that he was having some soreness later on. So, you know, you're having a beat up um, receiving core going into this matchup versus the Texans who are coming off a, a great win last week. I, You know what? I really I'm going to say C.J. Stroud and plus he adds the um, added element of rushing um the rushing part of it as well as you definitely won't get with burrow so um i i would go stroud that one believe it or not i can't believe i'm saying that wow well you know what i actually i'm so 50 50 right now that i would totally just plug that in because you've been saying all the right things so far um i, I would say this though you joe burrow has looked better rushing ever since the whole calfing i mean mm -hmm. he's more of my 49ers i can't deny that he absolutely shredded that defense up i think he ran for like 44 yards on like three carries so that was pretty nice day um you know and then here's my thing I'm not going to start devin singletary because i've never seen devin singletary really ever put out production that i want to start him with like there's there's never been a day where i'm like yay devin singletary on the other side definitely gonna put out joe mixon this has been a terrible team against the rush um, pretty good against the pass, though. So I will say that. I will say Jamar Chase, I think it, it – was it a chest or was it a back issue? Whatever it is, he's got some yeah, – back. You're right. Sorry. I think I confused. I, 
I don't know who had the chest. Somebody had the chest in this it one. Was, but, yeah. It was um, Christian Watson had the chest. Okay, there you're right. My bad. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It was the back thing for him. But either way, I mean, you're going to play Jamar Chase because he's way too good to not play. But there might be, and you know, you never know. He could literally put the team on his broken back and win the game and then just be injured next week. So whatever, whatever happens, happens. Anyways, you never take out Jamar Chase is the lesson of the day. Uh, this might be a big Tyler Boyd game. We might see a lot of Tyler Boyd. Another quick little entry into that one, because I know he's everywhere. Irwin. Trenton Irwin has been somebody that the team has leaned on a lot when T. Higgins is out. On the flip side, Tank Dell start him. Uh, Robert Woods, if he's in the game, I'd go ahead and start him. Targets for Nico Collins has to go somewhere. Um, it's either going to be him or Dalton Schultz. Somehow I trust him just a little bit more than Dalton Schultz at this point. Um, Dalton's good. I just, I don't know. I mean, I've never gotten fully into the appeal of Dalton Schultz. I always think he's just mid. He's like he's like Jason Witten, but a little less Jason Witten. Like, there's not as much magic to him. Like, when you saw Jason Witten on the field, you knew he was just an average guy who ran average routes at an average speed. But there was just something about it. When he got the ball, you were just like, man, that guy is really going to freaking score on this one. Or, man, he really got some chunk yardage. I don't think Dalton Schultz got that. But, like I said, I could be eating crow next week. I usually well, you, might, you might think you might be on that point be only and only because the only reason I say that is we talked about it, I think, with last week with Buffalo um, and Kincaid and how this um, – and then I think the week prior, uh, Kittle, and then the week prior. So you go down the list, the Bengals been giving up. They've been dropping them drawers for the tight end – uh, position so um you know somebody who just might just match up wise um be able to just get right um here against this Bengal offense and vice versa watch for an Irv Smith Jr. signing on the Bengal side this Texans defense not very good against tight ends neither are very good against receivers though so I'm um, gonna be interesting to see all right let's go on to the um wow I didn't even know you're gone I just happened to put it like oh my God, he's out of here Titans at the Bucks um against uh, fantasy qbs the titans are eighth against running back 17th receivers 21st tight ends are fifth bucks 29th against fantasy qbs fourth against running backs 31st against receivers 15th versus tight ends guys you like and don't like yeah so the cat needed to get out i didn't want him to scratch up the carpet <laughs> yeah, i can hear him digging his nails there. i'm just like sorry son of a gun um i'm gonna go with and people please call me crazy if you think i'm crazy i'm gonna go with will levis in this game i mm. think will levis got a big game coming you know mm. we were talking about it how there's kind of like a little bit of a drop off from that big mega game i understand that thousand percent this guy did throw more yards than he did in this first game though i think he's here to stay and i think he's making this texans or this titans offense more relevant than it's been in dare i say years because <laughs> now they actually have somebody who can throw the ball more than 20 yards downfield Sorry, rest in peace, Ryan Tannehill. It was a great run. We loved your QB 12 season, but bye-bye. Um, on that point, Derrick Henry stardom, 
DeAndre Hopkins. Somebody's got to get that ball started. It's not going to be Traylon Burks for sure. Uh, Chiggy Okonkwo, let's keep him on the bench. He's proven nothing. That was a terrible pick by me. I'm so sorry. I regret it. <laughs> um, on the other side, it's your it's your it's your stable three. It's uh, Evans. It's Godwin. It's uh, dare I say Baker. But you got to remember the Titans are much better against the run than they are against the pass and. Baker has been doing all right this year. He really hasn't given me the whole he's toasted for good vibes that I thought he was going to give. I don't know if you can agree on that one, but he's 100%. right. Like, like everybody thought going into the season. All right. This is Baker Swain song is going out after this one. It's done. He might earn another yeah. He and as a starter, I'm not even saying as a backup, as a right. starter, he might earn another contract. We counted him out over in LA. I mean, and he, he proved us wrong then, too. If we don't remember, he had some great games in LA, comes over to the Bucks. I mean, I, I seriously was uh, when I watched that Texan game, was just wow, was really surprised that he was yeah, able yeah. to answer. Um, after CJ Stroud drove it, he answered him, and I it was not his fault. Um, they lost that football game. It was definitely the defense um, letting that go. So to that point, um, I totally agree with you. I love Will Levis. Um, not to keep giving away my ultimate DFS lineup, but um, he is there and he is a ultimate value this week. Um, it's not a lot of money um, to pay for Will Levis in a great matchup. Um, so I agree. Now, you were talking about, we talked a minute ago about the people, listen, Jalen Hurts, no Patrick Mahomes, no Tua. Talked about those guys. Baker Mayfield, you know, if he's there and you're looking for somebody or there's a bunch of guys there, I think he gives you the best floor. He gives you that best, um, you know you're getting at least 16, 18 points from Baker. You know it's happening. You're good in that realm. I mean, some of these other guys, you could go from above that or you could go below that. So there, there's those two options, really. Uh, but Baker, I think, out of all of those guys, gives you the safest floor um, anyway. But um, we shall see because the Titans, again, they're not that great of a secondary either. This could be a little sneaky back and forth uh, air it out game. We shall see. Lions at the Chargers. Um, Lions against fantasy QBs are 20th, running backs third, receiver 14th, tight end 27th, chargers 30th against fantasy QBs, 19th against running backs, 29th against receivers, and 21st against tight ends. All right, guys, you like and don't like in this one. I still got the visual of Justin Herbert struggling in that game against the Jets, and I'm like, oh man, oh man. <laughs> um, you know, I think he pulls something together this week. The I'll give the Jets a lot of credit. Their secondary is extremely talented. Um, their defensive, uh, their defense against the rush definitely leaves a lot to be desired. But that's not the game we're talking about. We're talking about the Chargers. We're talking about the Lions. It's Austin Eckler to the moon, a thousand percent, as Commissioner Cooper will tell you. It's Austin Eckler to the motherfucking moon. <laughs> <laughs> we keep him in good graces. Austin, come on our show sometime. Um, and then it's it's hard to pick against Keenan Allen, 
But you look at the past couple of weeks and you realize when Keenan Allen is the lone receiver on the field, it's tough because when he's getting double and triple covered because they don't respect the other receiver, it's just not there. And Justin Herbert, same way. It's kind of hard to pick with this guy because Josh Palmer was the only other receiver that was respected on that team, and he's on the IR. Mike Williams sure as hell ain't coming back this year. And so it's kind of like Quentin Johnston's got to either step up or he's got to step aside because this team needs to figure out how to get some attention off of Keenan Allen so he can get back to putting up 20-plus points a game. And that'll also help with uh, everybody who has Justin Herbert shares, this guy right here. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about the Lions side. Uh, I like Goff. I like Goff. I like Gibbs. I think Montgomery can score a touchdown on his first game back. Dan Campbell seems to really like Montgomery. Uh, he's got quite a dilemma there with Gibbs and Montgomery. And then Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Sam Laporta. You know, this is just a team where you always start your starters. You always start those guys. And every once in a while, you can throw in like a Josh Reynolds and a flex. I don't think it's going to be necessary this week. I think your main guys are going to get the majority of your points. I don't think you're going to need a Josh Reynolds or a Donovan Peoples-Jones or a Jamison Williams. I think you should just stick with your studs. I think you should just put in the Sun God and Laporta and Gibbs and Montgomery and, and uh, Goff. All right. So this one's going to be an interesting matchup uh, regardless. I just want to see this game. Forget the fantasy for a moment. I just like to see this how this game plays out. Um, yeah. Chargers really need this game. Um, and the Lions have just, quite frankly, been a good football team all year long. Uh, from day one when they uh, went into Arrowhead, um, upset the – um, reigning champions. So, you know, I think the Lions are battle-tested. Um, it's going to be, like I said, very interesting to see, and I think the Chargers are starting to get on that on that roll towards the end that they should be on anyway. So, um, and by the way, Chris from the that effing show, Mr. Dingus, um, <laughs> he said Chargers defense has not allowed a 50-yard rusher since week four. We appreciate that tidbit. Um, that's very interesting to say the least. All right, let's um get on to the battle of the birds, right? Quick, the Falcons at the Cardinals. Um, the Falcons against fantasy QBs are 28th, against running backs, they're sixth, against receivers, they're 12th, against tight ends, they're 19th. Cardinals on the other side, the return of Kyler Murray. Um, defensively, they're 24th against QBs. 30th against running backs, 25th against um, receivers, and 6th against tight ends. And hopefully return me, uh, James Conner for this offense as well. What do you say, though, guys, you like and don't like in this one? Um, so I think this is going to be one of the games where you're not going to like watching the game, but you're gonna it's going to low-key score you a lot of points in fantasy. Um, I'm all in for the return of Kyler Murray being a – big return week for him. I mean, we've seen this offense work and the pieces are slowly coming together. Trey McBride's had a breakout week. Marquise Brown has had a hell of a season considering he's had a rotating door of quarterbacks. Uh, Connor was on a roll before he went down. This is a team that shows a lot of potential. One guy that I think if he plays this week might go off and might be a very sneaky flex slash DFS play, Michael Wilson. 
I've been thinking this guy has been he's been battle tested. He's gotten a lot of good deep ball passes, and he's he's been one of those guys that's he shows up on the stat sheet every single week, and you're just waiting for him to get a good quarterback so he can really get like you know the consistent, accurate deep balls to actually work with rather than you know getting it from Clayton Toon or you know, no offense, Josh Dobbs. So I think this is gonna be a big week for him if he steps on the field. He's currently got a questionable tag, that's why I say that. Um, on the other side, Dirty Birds, Taylor Heineke, very solid type of player. I can see him still putting out a solid 15 to 20 points. I think this is a huge B. John week. If there's ever a huge B. John week, it's this week. Come on, B. John. Let's go, buddy. We need to score these points. Um, Drake London steps back on the field. I think him and Heineke are going to develop a strong connection. I think that might come at the expense of Kyle Pitts, but maybe he makes it all work. I I don't know if I had to pick between London and Pitts right now. I pick London. And then as far as John U. Smith goes, I'm just gonna start him until he, he proves me wrong. Like what what do we have to prove here? Like if we don't, if we sit him and he goes for 15 points, you're gonna be like, you're gonna see all the consistency. You're gonna be hitting yourself in the head and be like, no, dummy, you should have st- started him the entire time. So just start him until he makes you sit him. That's my theory on John Smith. Not not as good, I guess, as a comparison. He he's not as good as what this guy was in for Atlanta when he was hot. But it reminds me of when Cordero Patterson came out and people are like, oh, yeah, well, that can't be. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great comparison. Same with John who It's like every week, and it's the same exact thing. Or I'm like, I was thinking the same thing. Like, oh, yeah, no, nah, that would mean that. And then all of a sudden the next week it's like, oh, here he is again. Like there he's popping up. Um, somebody who really likes him, of course, is the judge. He's on every damn ultimate DFS for the judge. Every week he's got John New Smith, and he is a great value um, as well. So, yeah, like it. Um, Chris is filling us in with some great stats here as well. He says, Henry in week eight is the only running back over um, 100 yards allowed by Atlanta. He had 101. So there you go with that stat as well. All right, well. Let's take a quick little break. I know we're a little bit behind. We'll catch up here in a second. But while we do that, let's just get a second while we stretch and flex our way into this lineup. Bandy's bringing his flex starts of the week. Welcome back to Bandy's flex starts of the week. What's happening, my people? Hey, welcome back yet again to Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week. Let's jump right in, baby. Look, the Houston Texans are actually must-see TV these days. CJ Stroud doing his thing. So that's going to bring me to the first guy on my list, and it is Tank Dell. One of the top scoring wide receivers on the week of week nine. Look, Tank Dell is getting the work. He's running smooth routes. Throw Tank Dell in your flex spot this week. Moving on to the next guy on my list. He's made an appearance on Bandy's Flex Starts of the Week before. 
That guy is Rashid Shahid. I love saying that guy's name, Rashid Shahid. I just had to say it one more time. Over on the Saints, Michael Thomas isn't doing his thing like we thought he would. Rashid Shahid stepping in, tearing it up, running them routes, doing his thing, throw him in the flex spot with some of those elite teams on a bye this week. Moving on to the last guy on my list, another guy whose name is pretty fun to say is Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> now mainly this is probably for those deeper leagues because your boy Juju hasn't done much this year, but with Kendrick Bourne going out, Juju is doing a little bit enough, especially with these bye weeks, and like I said, the deeper leagues Throw Juju Smith-Schuster in your flex spot this week. Guys, for more fantasy football advice, all kinds of giveaways and fun stuff, check out your boys Bandy and Trey on the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Let's go. Woo. Thank you. I've been working out. I like in that one how Bandy I said Juju and I think he realized like as he said it like well he hasn't done much lately. <laughs> so in those deeper leagues, that was good. I was just cracking up when I was listening to that one. All right, let's go Giants at the Cowboys. Um, Giants against fantasy QBs are 10th against running backs, 27th receivers, 22nd and tight ends, seventh. Cowboys 12th against fantasy QBs, 13th against running backs, fifth against receivers and 22nd against tight ends. What say you guys do you like and don't like Tony Pollard Cowboys defense. That's it. That's who I like. I don't think Dak's going to get enough. Times to pass the ball. I think it's going to be really cut and dry like the first game. I think Cowboys defense is going to force a lot of turnovers, get a lot of sacks. And Tony Pollard, they're going to just feed him into the end zone to try and get him going. That's my analysis of this game. I think if Dayball's smart, he's going to keep the ball on the ground to Saquon. So you might see an okay game from Saquon in this one. Um, but, you know. That's it, Brian Dayball. No, so he's going to go three and out. Three and out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, hey, he didn't throw, Tommy DeVito didn't throw an interception, but he only I was threw say, it. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's better than a pick to pick to the house. So that's all. We'll, we'll, I think they'll take a three and out all day. <laughs> At the Seahawks uh, is the next one. Uh, this is an interesting one for sure. Uh, we got the commanders against fantasy QBs are 31st against running backs. 15th against receivers 30th and tight ends. 25th Seahawks 17th against QBs 24th against running backs 20th against receivers and 12th against tight ends. Give me guys you like and don't like. I smell fireworks on this one, Jason. I smell a good game for Sam Howell. I don't know if it's going to be a good game for Gino because every time I think he's got the matchup, he still finds a way to be in that mediocre 15 to 20. Um, but I do like Kenneth Walker in this one. Zach Charbonnet, uh, I think, is a, a good flex start for this one. And then the, for the receivers, man, 
it's been so mediocre in Seattle. I'm just not used to it. Um, if I had to choose one, I think I'm going to go with DK. I think he's because really what it is is Washington's best corner is like five foot seven. His name is um, Emmanuel Forbes. He's their first round pick. And he's literally one of the smallest guys coming out of the draft class of any position. I think kickers included. So that was that's one of the matchups I'm looking at straight up, and I'm thinking, okay, DK can dominate this guy now. Is he is he smaller? He's a rookie as well. Um, on the other side, like I said, I love me some Sam Howe, Brian Robinson, give me some of that all day long, and Jahan. Dotson, I think that they're starting to cook with some fire over there with Jahan Dotson, getting him going. He is such a big play threat, and I think they're going to need that with this uh, defense. If you are an owner, I know you got a little scared this week. He uh, did miss practice. Um, however, it was for a personal reason, and he is going to be A-OK, no injury for um, Mr. Dotson. Um, Chris Chris from that effing show, won't forget, live on Tuesdays here on the Fantasy Sports Corporation at 930. He wanted to remind us how fantasy QB number six on the season. He's been top 10 four out of the last five games. Seattle's defense has not allowed above 14 points to a rusher since week one. Chris, thank you so much for the whole really been the Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. We yeah, oh, for real. Yeah. Very surprising. Um, you know, once we at the end of the year, when we start to look at um, ADP from, you know, from this season and where they ended up, that's going to be rich. He's going to be one of those. Wow. Hello. What the hell were you thinking on this one? Um, so here we go. Jets at the Raiders. Um, the stinky. I tried to tell you all they were exposed. They're going to get exposed again every damn time because they suck. QBs for the Jets are their seventh against running backs, their 21st. Receivers, still number one against tight ends, their 26th. The Raiders, their 14th against fantasy QBs, 29th against running backs, sixth against receivers, and 13th versus tight ends. Give me guys you like and don't like in this one. Well, I'm going to tell you the true analysis on Sunday, but this is probably the most Raider game I have ever no, I, no, I'm not ever seen, but it's a Raider game for sure. In the sense that if the Raiders lose this game, I'm not surprised. And they shouldn't lose this game. They shouldn't lose this game at all, but I would not be surprised if they do. Um, I'm not doing any of the quarterbacks. Aiden O'Connell, Zach Wilson, not for me. I'm just I'm just not that guy. Um, Josh Jacobs, Brees Hall, 100%, start him up. Both defenses are very weak against the rush. Um, I would go with both both defenses as well because I think they're going to rattle these rookie quarter. Or I'm sorry, Zach Wilson's not a rookie, but he plays like one. Uh, younger quarterbacks on the offensive side, really, it's kind of it's really a difficult dilemma here. Garrett Wilson, you paid so much for the guy, but he has really let you down all season long. When do you kind of just pull the plug and say, hey, if it's not working, I'm four and five, five and four. I really need to make a playoff push. Do I put him in? I say no. I don't think you want to put him in this week. The Raiders have been surprisingly good against receivers. Um, they've got a young man named Hobbs on the other side who's been absolutely phenomenal. Nate Hobbs has been great against uh, receiver number ones. 
on the other side. Same thing. Devontae Adams, like, and this is this is really a question I'm gonna pose to you, Coop. I know we're short on time, but of these two wide receiver ones that have been problematic this year, who would you choose if you had to keep one in your lineup? If you had drafted both these guys and you're like, I can't deal with this lack of production anymore, I gotta take one of them out. Who would you take? I would I would take out Wilson, but that I mean, you know, <laughs> is that the bias coming through? Is that the bias so much? I mean, why the hell? I would never have a jet in my damn knob skin. <laughs> um, but no, but I I just feel like there's no. I I just feel like even with Aiden, I mean, I just don't know with Aiden O'Connell. So it's like maybe he'll surprise me. Right. And like, cause I've heard a lot of good things. I mean, a lot of people were clamor for him to start, um, but Zach Wilson, I mean, I've seen all I need to see from Zach Wilson, bro. Um, and it's, it's not good. He's not good at all. Like I was, you know, I joked in our, me and Fred's um, fantasy league, or if maybe it was our thread, whatever it was, I remember watching whatever game it was, it was Monday night. They were playing just, I seriously look like pop Warner. I mean, literally what that offense looks like. Um, so that, that to me, I feel like there's just more um, support, I guess, on the Raiders side. I feel like his number two um, on his side is a little bit better as well. So Jacoby Myers makes Devonta Adams a little bit better in that respect where you don't see Garrett Wilson having that other guy um, to give him any kind of relief or respect, I guess, on that side. So that that just be my thing and probably is a little long, long-winded. But, yeah, I would take out Gary Wilson on that one. No, I like that. I like that answer a lot. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll shut the fuck up now. Um, let's <laughs> <laughs> um, how is super surprising, Chris? So now I totally agree um, with you 100%. All right, let's get on to the – Broncos at the Bills. Every when I kept now, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm showing my age here, but I don't know if you ever watched the uh, movie Bronco Billy with Clint Eastwood. But when, all I could hear was that sheriff in that one part going Bronco Billy. Every time I kept writing this game up, I don't know why I felt the need to share that either. Um, all right, Cardin the Broncos are 26 against quarterbacks. They are dead last against running backs, 15th against receivers, and 31st against tight ends. The Bills, they're fourth against QBs, 18th versus running backs, 13th versus receivers, and 14th versus tight ends. Um, by the way, uh, Bronco, Billy, and Clint Eastwood, that was that whole crew. He had like an Adam Sandler crew back in the day where any any which way but loose – um, trying to think of some other movies that there's some some good times, Clint Eastwood. I appreciate you. All right, Justin, what's up, man? Give me some guys you like and don't like in that one. I'll have to I'll have to watch that one for sure. Um, I'm I don't know if it aged well, but <laughs> it was fun when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, if Blazing Saddles is still a good movie, I mean, Bronco Billy might still be going there. Uh, it had Clint Eastwood in it at least, right? There's something yes, to look forward to. <laughs> um, man, you just for this game, you just want to go plug every bill in. I'm gonna say this. I don't know the. I've been looking for the status of Leonard Fournette the entire week. If he plays, I'm low key thinking about playing him, even if it's a DFS on the week. 
on like that one game, I would I would consider it. Have you seen this run game? I'm going to give you a quick diagnosis of what's gone down in this run game. Red zone wise, this team has oh this ha- team for the running backs has 30 red zone carries. You know how many touchdowns they have from Zero. those running backs? <laughs> Three. James Cook is nana of them. He's one actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But to be honest with you, it, it pretty much feels like none. If you've been having James Cook on your roster, it feels like none. And not a lot of people want to admit this, but this roster move was to get rid of James Cook and say, "Hey, bud, you just can't handle the hard work on the inside. We need a I, big guy." So, okay, hold on a second. I just want to comment on that real quick, though, because I feel like when I watch the Bills, I just feel like they don't—they're not consistent with it. I'm a James Cook owner, and that's why I, when I'm watching, I'm like, they—they they do grind with him at certain point, and then they just—they go away from it, and it's like they. Because they want Josh Allen to throw all these amazing little throws to digs and do all this other shit instead of just staying consistent with the run game. And then every time they get in the red zone, here comes Latavius Murray. Here comes this guy. I'm just not sold on Leonard Fournette. He's, I mean, I mean what the fuck's he been doing? Like, if he's so great, um, why hasn't he been on some other roster and been scoring touchdowns for a team that needs a running back right now? I just, I'm just not into the Fournette thing. But all right, my bad. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. I mean, you said everything that everybody else has said, and even I was thinking of it. And then I really dived into the fucking stuff, the stats, and I was just like, wow. Like, they've been that inefficient when they've given it to the running backs. So my thought is is they want to take a little bit of pressure off of Josh Allen because maybe, hopefully, they're figuring out, hey, we shouldn't beat up our quarterback before the playoffs because we're going to kind of need him. So maybe they want to get a running back in there. And, I mean, it's not going to take away from James Cook is his rotation on the 20 to 20. It's just going right. to take away from the rotation at the 20 to the end zone right. where it's money. <laughs> so, really piss you the owners off at that point. Yeah, exactly. So I would just, just low-key monitor that because I think that he might make an appearance this weekend. Um, and then – you know, you play the regulars. I think this could be an excellent chance to play Gabe Davis and have a good week with Gabe Davis. I am automatic with Dalton Kincaid now. He has found his way into my flex spots, which is phenomenal. I, I love it. I love a consistent guy at the flex position. And then uh, on the other side, man, it is freaking hard to predict when Russell Wilson's going to have a game. It really is. Uh, I'm going to go with him actually doing that. I'm going to go with Javante Williams because you've brought up many times that the Bills Achilles heel has been the run game. I think that that's a perfect you know time for Javante to start seeing an uptick in carries. Cortland Sutton is the wide receiver that I want to roll with. It's only because he's been getting the touchdowns. Jerry Judy, you know, you can get me three catches for six yard, 60 yards. Doesn't mean anything if you don't add a touchdown on there. It's just another kind of shitty flex performance for me. But at least with Corden Sutton, he can get 17 points. Oh, and now we're down one. But um, outside of that, you know, I'm not going to roll with uh, Mims. I'm not going to roll with any Broncos tight ends. It's just one of those games where you just know what's going to happen. You just got the feeling that you know – exactly what's going to happen it's going to be 
maybe one drive to one drive, and then the Bills are going to completely take over. I think that you might see – now this is going back to that game script thing where you might see a good fantasy day for your Russell Wilsons, for your Jerry Judys, because this is going to be – you know, obviously, I think the Bills are going to, you know, score and score quickly and they're going to want to, you know, they're they're great, of course, when it's Monday night, too. I always feel like I feel like they're great for prime time. So um, I I foresee I could foresee, I should say, um, Russell Wilson and this Broncos offense, um, not because of how good they are, but because of just necessity um, having to throw. Um, and throw often, and which will uh, equate into at least a decent fantasy outing. Again, if you're missing a Jalen Hurts or a Pat Mahomes, maybe you can go to the guy who's got Russell Wilson and be like, yo, bro, like, you know, here's some shit for him or something like that. Uh, possibly get a decent um, play. And by the way, I'm glad you brought up Don Kincaid because I asked you off air last week. I had a dilemma this week going into this week where I have Sam Laporta and Dalton Kincaid. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't know if I'd ever put Kincaid. It's not a PPR league, so I don't know if I'd put him in my flex. Um, you know, I have James Cook there, actually. We're having that conversation. Um, but, you know, I talked about that. The I, you know, was going to shop him around to see about a QB this week because I have Jalen Hurts. And um, the the trade came up of Kincaid for Geno Smith, who's got a decent matchup this week. But again, it's a one week rental, you know? So, you know, we talked about it. You said, no, you, I wouldn't do that. And so I didn't end up doing it. And I'll be day. I'll be GD that uh, I go look today. And if this guy didn't drop Geno Smith, <laughs> you motherfucker. Thank you. Oh, yeah. He doesn't doesn't now though, so I have to wake up at 4 a.m. on Sunday to see if I can snag him right quick. <laughs> right now I got Heineke in there, which you know he's got an okay, like you said. I think he's got an okay, you know, day with the matchup. But I like I think Geno Smith. I think you mentioned it with Metcalf. I think there's a good mismatch there. Tyler Lockett. I think this whole team's a go. It's a great matchup, but you know. I don't know. We'll see. You know, that's that's the fantasy, you know, way. It's it's I'll pick up Geno Smith late at night. He'll go for like seven points and Heineke will go for 30. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how it goes. All right. Well, speaking of fantasies, it's Friday night. It's time for some Netflix and chill. Let Nikki set us in the mood for some Friday night loves for this week. What's up, everybody? It's Nikki from the Blonde Blitz, and here are my week 10 fantasy starts. This week, I've got a crush on Dalton Schultz. Oh. Dalton Schultz has found the end zone four of his last five games, and he's developed some really great chemistry with CJ Stroud. I expect him to have a really good day on Sunday, going up against a Bengals defense that has allowed the most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. Do me! Derek, get up, will you? You look like the poster boy for birth control. I've got a crush on Michael Pittman this week, who's finally made it into my starting lineup. He's had at least eight targets in the last four games and his volume is just way too good to pull away from now 
he's getting a Patriots defense who has allowed the fifth most yards and second most touchdowns to receivers since week five. Mr. Mellon, your wife was just showing us her Klimt. You too, huh? She's shown it to everybody. Well, she's very proud of it. Uh, I'm proud of mine too. I don't go waving around at parties though. But this week, my heart belongs in Cincinnati. We all know I love to ride a hot hand. And this week, I'm riding Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is red hot. Last week, he completed 31 of 44 passes for a season-high 348 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Burrow has been QB1 three times out of the last four weeks. And I expect him to continue his hot streak against the Houston Texans. Well, what's your favorite subject? Uh, poetry. Really? <laughs> well, maybe you can help me straighten out my Longfellow. <laughs> That's it for week 10, everybody. Good luck, and I will see you in week 11. What a woman. Dad, she is the teacher. You know, I like teachers. If you do something wrong, they make you do it over again. <laughs> Back to school. Rodney Dangerfield, classic, classic, classic. I actually was like trying to figure out what to do. I was going to do like an 80s montage. So I went to that that one first because I remember the Rodney Dangerfield, him doing that. Like, oh, oh thanks. I was like, oh, this will be funny. And then I was like, oh, man, look, I forgot about all these little classic uh scenes from this movie so thank back to school rodney dangerfield total classic if you haven't seen it make sure you watch it by the way also bronco billy american classic go watch that movie gonna bring a tear to your eye very good movie make sure you check it out all right <laughs> appreciate you guys we will see you on sunday morning and uh i hope in the comments section you guys let me know how what you how you rate bronco billy and <laughs> and back to school but i already know back to school is going to get a five out of five all day long all right guys we appreciate you we'll see you on sunday morning our fantasy friends will be back to get your roster set up we are knee deep in the season gotta pull these ones out we appreciate you good luck we'll see you on sunday morning and we are out 